Well, hello, hello, and welcome to a special edition of our Santa Fe County GOP podcast. I'm your host, Leo Macias. And today we have Orlando Baca back, our executive chair. He's back from Hawaii. Welcome back, Orlando. Thank you. It's nice to be back in Santa Fe. You were you made it just in time for the primaries, and that's what this podcast is about. See what the turnout was. Hey, great. Well, you know, uh, if uh, people want the uh, percent of turnouts and stuff like that, one of the things that they can do is go to the websites, okay? The Republican Party in New Mexico has a website where all of this is listed. And that web address is www.gopnm.org, www.gopnm.org. And that lists all of the Republican candidates for all of the different races throughout the state and uh, at the federal level also, okay? Then if you want uh, the uh, election results, with both the Democrats and Republicans listed, uh, there you can go to the Secretary of State's website, and that would be www.sos.state.nm.us. So it's sos.state.nm.us. And uh, that, that's where you can get all of the, uh, all of the results. Um, the one thing I always notice um, at the end of any election is all the newscasters talk about the winners and the losers. They talk, this person won, these people lost, that type of thing. And one of the things that I found when I talked to the candidates is there are no losers. Right. Uh, when I talked to the candidates, even the people that did not win the election will tell you that their candidacy was a life-changing event. They all tell you that it was a positive event. I, I have not run into somebody saying that it was, you know, something negative and they hated it and so on and so forth. Mm. Uh, during any campaign, people get to meet with their constituents. They talk to their constituents. Uh, uh, it seems like uh, even with their families, you'd think that since they're away from the family that it would you know, drive them apart from the family. It seems that it drives them closer. Really? So uh, I just want to really emphasize there are no losers in one of these campaigns. And I bring that up because uh, 2016, we're going to have more campaigns. We're going to be looking for more candidates. And I'm hoping that many of the candidates that ran this time that did not make it, I'm hoping that they run again because they were all excellent. And I'm also hoping that we can get some other uh candidates that will run um, right i think that even us as a party we get to learn a little bit about ourselves right with the different variations of candidates for our own ticket us as a republican party we had to kind of ask ourselves who do we like best and who is best to try to beat the maybe incumbent or maybe keep the office right exactly and you know like uh taking the senate race okay um during um the campaign, you had Alan Way come up several times. You had David Clements come up several times. We got to meet these people. We got to know who they are. We got to really, really uh, get the information that we needed so that we could decide which one of the two we were going to support. And uh, the day after the election, uh, well, no, not the day after, actually the night of the election, uh, David Clements uh, sent out an email 
and he said, you know, you know, he of course congratulated Alan Way, and he said, you know, I'm here. I want to help build the Republican Party in the future. And uh, Richard Preem, uh, CD1, you know, uh, Mike Fries got more votes than him, but Richard Preem also has said, you know, he, he wants to come out and he wants to help us out. He wants to stay involved. And so all of these people have had a, a positive uh, uh, event in their life, and all of them want to be part of the uh, process in the future. So that's really great. Well, it is. You know, and the other, uh, uh, since, since I already na- uh, named most of the races at the federal level, we had two other races. Uh, one of them was CD2, which is the southern part of the state. And uh, that one uh, is our Congressman Steve Pierce. He is one of the hardest working congressmen in the United States. Uh, he, his work with the people down south is the type of work that we should be seeing in the other two congressional districts, but we're not. Uh, the other two congressional districts, uh, it seems like these people were elected, they're going off to Washington, and they sort of forget about New Mexico. Right. And, uh, you know, Michelle Lujan Grissom, uh, CD1, you know, now all of a sudden she's come back and she's trying to make a big deal out of the of the the uh, problem with the veterans hospitals, you know. Right. Uh, well, in uh, fact, ben, uh, Ray. ben Ray, exactly. He tried to do the same yeah. thing. Well, where I he... haven't heard a thing about anything that he's done. Well, you, you know, know what's what's funny is Go that ahead. he had a Facebook entry, right? That that talked about how how despicable it was the way they were treating the veterans, and and you're right, nothing was heard of veterans until just now with this whole uh, veterans associate or the uh, the veterans scandal, I guess. Right. And yeah. uh, yet. When we when I went back to go look at his voting record, he voted against the veterans getting their benefits during the government shutdown. So, right, you know, you cannot escape your voting record, and it, it was clear to me that Ben Ray Lujan was playing political games back in 2013. And we have to remember that those representatives are supposed to work for us, the people of New Mexico, uh, in those districts, just like Steve Pierce. Exactly. And, you know, uh, going back, you know, Senator Udall, I don't know if you saw that in the news today, he is one of the nine senators that is under investigation for uh, getting the IRS to basically uh, persecute uh, conservative uh, organizations. That's one of nine out of a hundred. own senator being part of that is a disgrace, you know. That's one of the reasons that we have to get Alan Way in as our senator, because Alan Way would not do something like that. All right. Well, let's talk about the primaries with Tom Udall, our current incumbent for New Mexico's uh, state congressman. What do we have now with the primary results? Where are we at? Okay. Primary results. Let me just take them all from the top and take it on down. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Senate, Alan Way is running. CD1, which is the Albuquerque area, Mike Fries, he's going to be our, our next congressman down there. CD2, Steve Pierce, he's our current congressman, going to be our, our future congressman. CD3 is Jeff Byrd, a really good friend of Santa Fe County. Uh, we can be so proud of uh, our Governor Susana Martinez and our Lieutenant Governor John Sanchez. Uh, both of them have been doing just excellent jobs for the state of New Mexico. And talk about somebody who's a workhorse and doing a good job, the Secretary of State, Diana Duran, uh, she's, uh, uh, again, running for re-election, 
and uh, again, a good friend of, of uh, Santa Fe County. Attorney General is Susan Riedel. Uh, she's a newcomer to state politics, but she's doing a, a really, really good uh, uh, campaign. Our state treasurer, Rick Lopez. Rick Lopez is a good friend of all of ours. He's a, a neighbor of ours. He, Rick Lopez is from Santa Fe. Rick has had so much experience. He's been named by the White House to positions in the past and so on. Uh, man, if you can support Rick, do so, because he is absolutely the best. Our state auditor, uh, Robert Madrid, I, I, I was visiting with him the other day. Uh, what, a, what a gentleman, really, really uh, great candidate. And our state land commissioner, Aubrey Dunn, Aubrey is again uh, a second generation politico. His, uh, his father was um, a state senator for many, many years. Uh, he basically ran the state senate many, many years ago as a Democrat. Now Aubrey is running for state land commissioner. We have two House districts that have Republican candidates. The first one is House District 43, which is mostly in Los Alamos, but there's, I think, two or three precincts in Santa Fe County. And uh, the, our candidate there is Jeffrey Rogers. Again, an excellent candidate. I've talked to him several times. He was on the uh, county commission in Los Alamos, uh, has uh, a lot of uh, good experience in government, and he will do an excellent job for us in the Los Alamos area. And then down in the southern part of our county, we have House District 50. And House District 50 is uh, represented by Vicky Perea, Representative Vicky Perea. Um, Representative Perea was named by Governor Martinez uh, to fill the vacancy there. Uh, she was extremely active the last legislative session, uh, got several bills through to help uh, the people of the El Dorado area especially, and again, a, a great lady and a great fighter. And so that that's the results of primary election. So as the Republican Party, this is sort of our A-team that's going to go up against the current Democratic incumbents or already have office and we need to keep them in office. This is our A-team. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. We've got a good A-team. <laughs> right. Now, it, it, and you mentioned the Secretary of State. Um, I, I'm guessing that that's where you can also see how your local er, uh, county did in terms of the elections of some of these uh, some of these seats, right? I right. Think all, all of the what, what they call the minor uh, races are there, uh, county commission races, all, all of that type of thing. Those will all be listed on the state uh, uh, secretary of state's website. OK. So if anybody wants to know how their local district did in, in terms of the votes for each of these uh, primary candidates, then they can go to the secretary of state's office and see that stuff there. Great. Exactly right. Now our focus, the general election in November. Right. You know, we go from the uh, from the primary se session or season to the general election season, and that's where we're at now. In all elections, the most important thing is the grassroots. That's what's happening up and down the streets of Santa Fe. That's what's happening out in the in the prairies and so on in the homes. One of the things that we need to get a good grassroots movement going is we need to have uh, chair people or contact people in each one of the precincts. In Santa Fe, we have 89 precincts. 
and um, what you know what 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 do we do as a precinct chair? You know, the reason I'm talking about this is I'm asking for volunteers. If anybody wants to be a precinct chair, all you have to do is contact me at uh, my phone number is five zero five nine three zero two five three five. My home number, and that's probably the better one, would be 505-471-5376, because on my home number you can leave a message. Uh, uh, cell numbers, a lot of times you get drop messages and stuff like that. Right. So um, if you want to be a precinct chair, a precinct contact person, please contact me there uh, or if you need some more information. But, uh, you know, the information I'd, I'd give you right now is what they do. Okay? Well, let me ask you this first. If somebody's interested in becoming a precinct chair or a precinct captain, then how would they know what precinct they're in? Okay, if they don't know what, uh, wh uh, what precinct they're in, right. they can call me, okay. and I can look it up in just a second. Okay. Or they can uh, get on the Secretary of State's website, and they can look it up there. Got it. Fastest one would probably be to call me. Okay. If I'm at the phone. Okay, perfect. So then, if you want to be a, a state, or I'm sorry, a, a precinct chair, call Orlando first, and if not, you can always go to the Secretary of State. Got it. Exactly. And what do they? What do they? Right. And what do they do, um, Orlando? Okay. Uh, let me go through the process real fast because okay. it's a really complicated process. Okay. Uh, w once somebody volunteers to be a precinct chair. Uh, what happens is the state chairman appoints them, so that's it. You know, one, once I appoint you, you're the, the, the precinct chair. If I have a couple of people uh, wanting to be precinct chairs, uh, you know, we can always have a co-chairperson or we can have a chair and a vice chair, that type of thing. We, we can work things out pretty easily. But what does a precinct chair do, okay? They're basically the liaison to the county party. They're the ones that let us know what's going on at the grassroots level. And then we, in turn, let the state know and so on, okay? Right. Uh, one of the things that we do is we already have all of the phone numbers, addresses, and so on for everybody who lives in every precinct uh, in uh, Santa Fe County, okay? Now what we uh, need to do is start identifying conservatives because, uh, you know, First of all, we know who all the Republicans are, we know who all the Democrats are, and then we know who all the decline-to-state are. Well, on the decline-to-state, we need to identify which of them think conservatively, because if they can think conservatively, they're going to vote for the Republicans. So that's one of the things that we try to do through our precinct chairs, is identify the, the conservatives that live in their neighborhood that are not Republican. Okay? And... Uh, you know, um, as as we're doing that, uh, as we're talking to people, if you're, for instance, if you were the the precinct chairman for your precinct, as you're talking to people, uh, if somebody says, "Man, I'd really like to help," then at that point we start training them and in, in helping us out to do whatever they might need. You organize the precinct. Uh, whenever we have literature that needs to go out to people on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Uh, you organize that as a precinct chair, okay? And then if you need to have precinct meetings or a candidate meet and greet, if you want to organize something like that, that's something else that you can do as a precinct chair. So as you can see, it's it's not an, a, a super involved uh, 
position where you're going to have to work at it, you know, all the time. But it's an extremely important position. Yeah, I agree. In fact, that position is more grassroots than any other position is the precinct chairs. And, you know, uh, another thing that will be happening now during the general election is uh, you've got different candidates uh, going around, going door to door, talking to people on a one-on-one basis. That's the best campaigning you can do. And so, for instance, since we're here in Santa Fe, I'll pick on the governor. If by some chance the governor on Wednesday has an extra couple of hours on her uh, calendar, her uh, campaign office might call me and say, hey, Orlando, on Wednesday the governor is available from 2 to 4. What neighborhood could she visit? And I'd be able to go out there and say, okay, she could go out there and go to Leo Macias's neighborhood. I've already talked to Leo. Uh, he's going to have the the, uh, the the areas where we're going to go to. And then that way it would enable the governor to go door-to-door in Leo Macias's neighborhood. Right. Live feedback. Exactly. That's the things that we'll be doing. Uh, another thing, uh, let's say um, uh, you're living in El Dorado and uh, you want to do something to help Vicky Perea. Well, you might want to just invite your neighbors to come and meet Vicky Perea. Well, you would contact us, you know, we'd contact Representative Perea and find out what times she would have available, and then we would organize a meet and greet for Representative Perea. And there is where the importance of the precinct chair comes in. I mean, having an organization at that level and then working with the county level and saying, let's set something up for meeting your representatives and just getting your neighbors to come over to some, you know, one central location. And then they can bring their questions, opinions, comments, and then and get it straight from the candidate. Being quite truthful, when you, when, when you look at the importance in offices, the precinct chair, as far as I'm concerned, is much more important than me, the county chair. Right. Because it's the precinct chair that knows what's going on. I might know what's going on in my neighborhood, okay? But it's the precinct chairs that can really, really help us in organizing all of these things. Well, they're the ones that talk to their neighbors, even if they are a different party. You know, they they interact with them. We don't. And so if they can say, hey, these are the kinds of issues we're facing in in our precinct, and my neighbors are complaining about some of these things from the Republican Party, then, you know, we can give them information, literature, uh, maybe even events that might be coming up that would help them talk to their neighbors and maybe get them to sort of open their mind. And like I've said numerous times on our other podcast, if you want something different in New Mexico, vote Republican for once. You know, how, how many precinct chairs do we need? You know, I said we've got 89 precincts. Uh, we have about, uh, what was it, about 50 uh, precinct chairs already. So we need about 39, 40 chairs or precinct contacts. So we've got plenty of room. So if anybody wants to be a precinct chair, again, please contact me. My home number is 505-471-5376, or you can go to our webpage, and that will have my contact information on it also. Well, the goal is 89 chairs. That's what 89 precinct chairs is our goal. Right now we've got 50. We need 30 more to go or 39 more to go. If we can meet that goal, that's a heck of an accomplishment. So anybody out there listening to this podcast, if you've you know passed this around, pass it on Facebook, Twitter, or word of mouth, talk to your neighbors, and, and see if we can fill 
89 precinct chairs. That's the goal. Tell you what, if we would meet that goal, we would carry Santa Fe County for the Republican Party. I agree. And that's one of the reasons that our last podcast mentioned that if we can get all of us together in one room, in this case, if we can fill 89 precinct chairs, meaning we have a voice in every one of our precincts, we can change a lot of things. And I, I agree, we can carry New Mexico to a, a Republican majority. And, and the thing is, this is like playing chess, okay? We're not looking at the next move. We're looking at the move after that and the move after that. Uh, with uh, organizing all 89 of the precincts, that is going to guarantee in 2016, that's going to guarantee that we can carry Santa Fe County for the Republican uh, presidential nomination. Wow. Moving on, the next thing that I wanted to talk about is, you know, we talked about how important the grassroots is. The other thing I want to talk about is the importance of our monthly meetings. We meet on the third Tuesday of every month. We usually meet at the women's club, okay? Uh, however, the exceptions are, uh, instead of just meeting in the city of Santa Fe all the time, like every third or fourth month, we meet outside of Santa Fe because we've got Republicans in the northern part of the, of the county. Uh, some people forget that part of Española is in actually Santa Fe, okay? It's in Santa Fe County. The Huaca area, all of that is in Santa Fe County. We go up to Los Alamos, okay? So we do meet up there so that some of those people can, can come to some of our meetings. Uh, we meet in El Dorado. And we also meet down in Edgewood. Edgewood has a huge Republican vote, voting block. Yeah. And uh, uh, so, uh, but most of the time, we meet here in Santa Fe. Why do you do that? Why do you move uh, the meetings once in a while to other locations? Uh, so that other people can come to the meetings. For instance, uh, the people down in Edgewood, okay? It's a 45-minute drive to come to Santa Fe to attend one of our meetings. Oh, so uh, that's why, like every four months, every three or four months, we go outside of Santa Fe so that some of these people who can't invest 45 minutes driving here and driving back so that they can see what's going on, so that we can go out there and we can report to them uh, as to what we're doing so we can keep in contact with everybody. And this is something new that we're doing. This has not been done in the past, and it's gone over extremely well. I agree. And I think on our last podcast, I mentioned how uh, we try to do different things to sort of up our numbers of members that attend our meetings. And it's just uh, this is another one of those things that we do besides the other things uh, is we go to different locations so that other parts of our county can attend these meetings when they can't make it every month because of the long drive. So that's good. Exactly. And anyway, you know, back to the meetings. Uh, you know, the meetings have a lot of things on the agenda, but if you look at the meeting, okay, it's basically broken up into three parts, okay? In one part of the meeting, the county organization reports to the members. We tell them, here is what we have been doing. Here is our bank balance. Here, here is what's been happening, okay? So that's one part. Another part of the meeting is a speaker or uh, several speakers, uh, uh, talking about uh, an issue, or uh, it might be a candidate talking to us, or several candidates talking to us. Usually we keep it to things that are uh, political, okay? 
sometimes we do other things, like, uh, for instance, our next meeting, uh, we're going to be uh, featuring uh, the people from Christus St. Vincent's coming to talk to us about what St. Vincent's Hospital is all about, uh, what they're doing in Santa Fe, and so on. We're doing that because it affects each and every one of us. But uh, anyway, that, that's the speaker part. And then the third part of our meeting is where our members interact with us. We always have question and answer sessions so that they can say to us, hey, this is important to us. You haven't been addressing this. This is important. We want you to look at this, that type of thing. So again, you know, uh, we do other things, but those are the three main things that, that, that we do at one of our meetings, okay? We report to our members, we hear from speakers, and then our members get to ask us questions and we go through a question and answer period. Like I said, our next meeting, uh, we meet on the third Tuesday of each month. Our next one is going to be on Tuesday, June the 17th. It's going to be from 6 to 7.30 at, at the Santa Fe Women's Club, and that's at 1616 Old Pecos Trail. And our featured speaker this time around is going to be Krista St. Vincent's. We will be sending out newsletters on that. Uh, if you do not happen to be on our uh, newsletter uh, distribution list, make sure that you contact us. Again, all you have to do is call my home number and leave a message, 505-930-2535. Leave a message. Give me your name. Give me your uh, email address and we will get you on that list so that you don't miss anything that's going on. Well, perfect. And I think one thing to mention is if you have questions on how do you talk to your neighbors or your community, if you are really passionate about trying to change New Mexico and the way things are running, well, our monthly meetings is a perfect place to go because there is where you can ask questions that you may not be prepared to answer when you talk to your neighbors. Well, Orlando, so we went over the primaries, the results. We talked about our monthly meetings, the importance of that. We talked about grassroots. Grassroots is going to be the make or break of the Republican Party. And this year we have so many opportunities to change the state, make the change we want to see. And if, uh, if you have friends or family or coworkers that are not registered to vote, we always encourage everybody to re at least register to vote regardless of party. Uh, we have from now until November to start filling in those positions for precinct chairs, really focus on our A-team, who Orlando went over through already. These are the winners of our primaries. These are the people we're going to back as our Republican candidates, and we got to make sure we do what we can to help them win so we can change New Mexico. Remember, June 17th is our next monthly meeting. Christus uh, St. Vincent's going to be there. Uh, they're going to have a doctor, a nurse, and board members ready to answer your questions, your concerns, your opinions. One of the things that we are doing is we're moving it into the all-purpose room instead of the auditorium, and we're doing that because we're going to be able to serve uh, refreshments and snacks uh, for everybody that's attending. So that'll be kind of a fun thing, too. Oh, good. Another reason to try to make it And worth another reason to attend. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Free snacks and refreshments. How could you skip on that? <laughs> okay. okay so this is going to be in the general purpose room now in the same building same building okay if you're near the area please join us bring family bring friends uh orlando thanks for spending some time with me today for those of you listening thanks for listening and we'll see you at our next episode of santa fe county gop podcast yeah.